Hey Gabe, um, you know, with the uh, forest fires here in Australia, the uh, the locusts spreading across across West Africa, and now yeah. the coronavirus, I uh, I'd say we're due for uh, Judgment Day about Judgment now. Day. Yes, <laughs> the Day of Judgment. Um, you know what's odd about this movie? Yeah. Um, Judgment Day doesn't happen. What do you mean? What do you mean in the movie? We don't actually see Judgment Day in the whole movie. We have the oh no, we have the vision. There's the you vision. have the you have the dream, which is the dream is incredible. Amazing. Yeah, the dream is one of the great. Oh man, when when we get to that sequence, we'll talk about it. But like, yeah, yeah. it's it's just funny that um, this movie gets you so hyped about stopping Judgment Day. It, it, yeah, okay. Well, if I don't get, even have a joke to tell. If, this, if you got to just, tell, if you got to mm, see Judgment Day, then. Mm. You kind of know that they're gonna lose at the end. Yes. I guess. So it makes sense because it's it's about stopping Jetson Day. So. Which spoiler alert is what Terminator Three does. Oh yeah, I forgot. I don't want to think about Terminator Three. Um. <laughs> yeah. So this movie comes out in 1991. Yeah. Six years after the first movie, Cameron has made The Abyss, which is. A fantastic movie, but is probably his least remembered film. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is after the abyss? Yes. Of course, the CGI thing. The CGI water mm, leads right. to the CGI liquid guy. Yep, yep. That's right. Mm. Um, This movie is often called one of the greatest, if not the greatest action sequels of all time. It's called one of the greatest, the greatest action movie of all time. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. And it is up there, yep. I, I just... mean, more than almost any other movie in the franchise, this one is really the one that set the mould for what Hollywood has copied, which is this kind of PG... Even though this film's R-rated, it's this PG-13 style action with, like, comedy interspersed with action, with, you know, giant set pieces. Like, this movie really has been what every movie in the franchise since this has copied. Yeah, and, and it's also a very good template for sequels. Yes, great template for a sequel. I mean, Deadpool 2 literally is just Terminator 2. If you're going to do a sequel and you never plan to do a sequel and you know what to do, just do this. It's like, yeah. I just would argue that like this is a very... No, do something like Godfather 2 where you have it be a prequel sequel. Love that. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, yeah. If if you are a good filmmaker, you know what. To do, <laughs> if you're I'm a good filmmaker, follow Francis. If you're a hack, just copy Terminator Two. Yes, that's what I mean. Or Aliens. Aliens is the other great one. Well, that's no, the Aliens. Funny thing, is you the can't do Aliens. The two greatest science fiction action sequels ever. But you can't do Aliens. Of course, in you front- can. not now. What, what do I keep saying? What do I keep saying? No. The sequel to Avatar should be called. Avatars, but no. Of course, you can't, you can't that's do. That's all it is. But you can't do aliens because that means you have to change uh, the genre of your film, and the studio doesn't want that. The studio just wants the same genre, and they just want make to make more money out of your aliens idea. Aliens is the same genre. Alien One is an action horror. Aliens is an no. Horror. Alien is an in, it's a horror film, and Aliens it's an action horror. More action. Well, so good. Aliens what is very similar to this, the Terminator movies. Yeah, in in quite a few ways. Yeah, and and I still... it's almost like he was. It's almost like he was like, "How should I do a really good sequel to an action movie? What did I do last time? 
Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Maybe I'll just do that. Here's the thing: is that um, Terminator. I I, I said the first Terminators. I said the first Terminator was very much a horror film. Yes. And this horror, scene horror is action. horror okay. action. The scene with the Terminator, the T one thousand in this film, mm. has horror music on it. So it is yeah, that, those those have like horror. monks, those metal sounding kind of monk drones are so good. I mean, it's not just his theme; it it also happens in the future war. Like it's just the sound of the evil of the machines, kind of. Yeah. Whereas like the the T eight hundred's sound is very like his score is like very like frantic kind of um, dun, dun. like it's this really hard hitting kind of industrial metal. It's so good. Brad Fidel yeah. returns to score this one, which is great. I mean, it's it's weird that Brad Fidel never scored any of Cameron's other movies. Like he doesn't do the score for The Abyss. Alan Silvestri does, and um, James Horner does the scores for Titanic, Avatar, and um, Aliens. Yeah, uh, yeah, and for Aliens, he had one week to do the whole soundtrack. That's crazy. And he hated working with Cameron, which is even funnier. And then he worked in his next film. Titanic. Cameron came to him and was like, I'm going to make the greatest film of all time. Will you score it? And he was like, fuck your ass, Scott. And they returned for Avatar. And it's going to be really interesting to see um, how the score for Avatar 2 is. Who's it gonna be? Who do you think it's gonna be? Oh, I actually can't remember. I I, I had it on oh, top of my tongue. They announced it. Who is it? I'm gonna check. I, it might be Giacchino, but I'm not sure of that. If it's Giacchino, it'll be great. Giacchino's good. He's really good. It's a guy called Simon Franklin. Who? What is Simon Franklin's credits? Oh, he did like the score for The Magnificent Seven, which was pretty good. He he's worked on the music department under James Horner on a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so um, James Cameron just did um, an audition of musicians and gave them a trumpet. Wait a second, he, he doesn't like, have. Do the James Horner trumpet, and they just kept doing the, the James Horner trumpet. <laughs> yep. He doesn't have a credit for Avatar two, really. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, you know what's funny? Avatar may well be the only uh, the only films that are not affected by the coronavirus. Yeah, everyone's working from home from home already. Everybody's already working digitally from home. This is a weird time. The fact that all these movies are getting delayed or released on digital. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's it's gonna fundamentally change the industry. They they, they did a really good (sighs) thing with the James Bond thing, because they would have lost millions of dollars. Oh, completely. Yeah, they would. I mean, Bloodshot, which made made exactly what I thought it would make, which was zero dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly zero dollars. It, it, it performed exactly as I expected. It's it's unbelievable. No, I, I, I hope whoever directed Bloodshot is able to still have a career, because I'm, sure, I'm sure... I don't know. Have people been saying Bloodshot's good? I've seen some people being like... It's a movie. <laughs> yes, and that's Ooh, it. Solid 5.7. Solid 5... That's slow. But Dave Wilson probably wanted to be, you know, a new James Cameron. Bloodshot was like his love project. Oh no, he directed my favourite Love Death Robots, the Sunny's Edge one. That's his other directing credit. Which one was that one? The one with the monster fighters, the very first one that uh, I watched. The monster fighters? Yeah, like where she jacks into that, um, that monster and fights the other monster. 
Oh, oh, the first one in the first one, the whole yeah. show, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he directed that. So and Bloodshot's he, his first feature. So he worked in. Uh, he works in Bloodshot. He's a VFX. But... He's got a VFX background. I Man, I I really, oh, I feel bad for him now. I mean, if the movie's bad, I don't really. I want to watch it now. I'll go to the theaters. I'll risk it. Oh wait, I can't. <laughs> you can't I go to the theaters. Can't. You can't. Now, interestingly, um, okay. it's worth mentioning, as we mentioned last time, the Terminator franchise has a terrible history of being handed around um, by various rights holders. And this one yeah. is um, distributed by Carol Co., which I believe went out of business four <laughs> years after making this film. Oh, my God. Who, who made uh, Dark Fate? Uh, Skydance and Paramount. Oh, Paramount. I'm so sorry for you, Paramount. <laughs> Oh, Paramount is in serious trouble. Anyway, oh my god, um, let's, oh my god it's true. Just get into the movie. I mean, it's Terminator Two. Do we? Do we just? Can, can, t- can we talk about first? Let's talk about the future scene. Oh, incredible! But I mean, the I opening wish, itself is incredible. I wish mm. Salvation looked like that. Oh, absolutely. That would have been absolutely. amazing. You know what's so crazy about this opening scene? is it's just the most incredibly well-done miniature. Still to this day, I think... Ugh, it, it just looks so good. Doesn't look like a miniature. It's incredible. The, the miniatures really in this good. film are, are legitimately some of the best miniatures ever built. I mean, there's so many miniatures in this film. Except the bus. The bus. Know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, <laughs> is, in the, um, um, the Hiroshima scene? Yeah. Yeah, yeah There's right. a bus... And the ceiling lifts off, and you see all these dummies inside. This would be more bodies. <laughs> that just adds to the charm, though, like knowing that there's like seams to all this stuff. But yeah, so I just want to mention so in the last movie, it took until the end of the movie to see the endoskeleton of the Terminator, right? Yep. What is the first thing we see in the future war is these row of skulls, and boom, full size giant Terminator puppet that yes. looks incredible. Like, they look so terrifying. And not just one, there's dozens of them. Perfecto. You've been on the T2 Battle Across Time ride, right? At any of the theme parks? No, I haven't. Oh, so good. Probably is. Just amazing looking. Yeah, I mean, they're using rear projection to get, like, the scale of the the real actors in the foreground and then the giant um, hunter killers in in uh, in the background. Yeah. And it just looks incredible. Like, this is the true scope of what Cameron would have probably wanted to do in Terminator 1, but was limited by the budget. Yeah. And now he has unlimited budget. So, something I noticed about um, the opening, even though they defeat a few Terminators, you never see yes. one actually get shot and die. No, no. Just... You see a hunter-killer get taken yeah. down. You don't see... Um... Oh, no. I believe you see them get over the top of one of them. Yeah, here. Yeah, th- there is one in the see, ground. There's one on the ground that they shoot. But you don't, you don't see him getting shot. You don't see him getting shot, actually. That's true, yeah. Right. One thing I want to mention is that this film... No, sorry. The Abyss kicks off James Cameron's hilarious trend of making the most expensive film ever made. Because it starts with The <laughs> Abyss, and then it becomes Terminator 2, and then it becomes Titanic, and then it becomes Avatar. Can we talk about... um? The making of the abyss and what they actually did and how crazy it is there's a full documentary i encourage you to watch called under pressure the making of the abyss and it's basically he he drowned his actors he 
went to a huge tank of water and built the set there. It wasn't a tank. It was a it was a decommissioned nuclear power plant. Yeah, decommissioned power plant and built the, the set they there. They just and filled, filled it with, with water. water and built their set into it. It's incredible. It's crazy it's, that he did that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's no nobody, as Galen Heard famously said. I mean, it ended their marriage. They got divorced right before that film began. Began. They had to work <laughs> through the entire production. Um, but it, it, it's just so funny to think that. Um, James Cameron's just a madman. I love him. Yeah, he is. I can't wait for um, the trailer for Avatar 2. Because oh, everyone, that's going to tell ev- us everything. Everyone is like, oh, Avatar is not going to be... Avatar 2 is not going to be very good. It's been so long. No, one, no one's going to watch it. It's not going to make money. He's going to release a trailer and we're all going to be like... Overnight, God damn it, that looks Overnight, everyone's going to be like the most anticipated film of all time. Or it will be like Avatar 1 where everyone undermines it the first reviews that aren't very good, um, the first like word out of Comic Con was that the film was just fine, and then everybody goes and sees it multiple times, and it becomes the biggest film ever. You know what's even crazier? Avatar made all its money without China because China didn't release Avatar because of its messages of uprising against a um a corrupt system. Damn. So that's interesting. If James Cameron sells out. <laughs> <laughs> No ghosts, no gays will appear in the Avatar sequels. Oh god damn it! Avatar was gonna be a haunted house movie. It was gonna be it was gonna be a gay rights haunted house movie, <laughs> just like Indiana Jones three was always meant to be. Yep, and now they have they have to rewrite the plot. Um, the thing with Avatar is I remember watching the trailer a year before that, and I yeah. knew nothing about the movie, and he just said from the director of Terminator 2 and Titanic. And I was like, okay. Yeah, and, I'll and see I, that. And I didn't see it until a month after it was already released. And it was yeah. already full of people. It was still full yeah. of people. And we couldn't get yeah, tickets. Yeah, I, I remember going maybe four months later to a full house at, uh, to see Avatar. It was crazy. It was, it was just one of those things. It was a month I mean, later. We wanted to go at five o'clock. We couldn't get tickets until nine. And we couldn't see it on 3D because tickets mm. on 3D were off until 1 a.m. That's you how crazy it was. Yeah, I mean, Titanic's amazing. Avatar's amazing. Like, I, I did not really understand how cool this movie was, which sounds stupid because I've grown up with this movie and I love this movie. It's one of my favorite films. But I did not really understand just how incredible this film would have been to see in a theater until I actually saw it in a theater with you about a year ago at the Randwick Ritz. Oh yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, we all went right. Yeah, you, me, my girlfriend at the time. We all saw it together, right? Yeah, second time oh, I saw incredible. it. Incredible, incredible. Uh, in theaters or ever. No, second time I saw it ever. Wow, wasn't it great to see it on film, like on a movie yep. theater? Oh, I, it was I didn't. I didn't watch the Minute franchise until. Like five years ago, I think grew yeah, up with so them. So fascinating. Yeah, I grew up with them because my brother was really into them. So like people, uh, if people say, "Oh, nostalgia, nostalgia," no, I didn't. I don't have nostalgia. It's just fucking awesome. I just want to mention the actor who plays grown-up John Connor with that great scar across his face. Yeah. That actor single-handedly ruins any chance that Christian Bale or um, oh, what's his name, the Australian actor. He can plays do it. him in Genesis. 
I can't. Oh my god, he's so he, he's in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Jason well, like, Jason Clark. Jason Clark. I got it. Yep. Jason Clark. Um, it ruins any chance Christian Bale or Jason Clark have of being taken seriously as John Connor. This guy looks incredible. Yeah, and then after you see his face, you see a huge explosion. <laughs> yeah, well, he gets engulfed in fire, which is where Christopher Nolan was like, "Oh, maybe I'll open the Dark Knight like that." And Christopher Nolan was like, "What's the other great?" sequel of an action movie oh yeah Terminator 2 why don't I open the Dark Knight with like a wall of flames but mine are gonna be blue yes blue um so because I am red and green colorblind they'll be blue really yeah he's red green colorblind I found that out recently yeah hmm that's why all his movies look so good blue (laughs) they're all very Um, blue um well, uh, yeah. About Almost the as blue as James Cameron's movies. Almost. Is James Cameron colorblind as well? No, he's just <laughs> you, like you think, blue. right? <laughs> Imagine if Avatar just had like the worst color choices for the whole film. Okay. And the, the VFX artists were like just saving money by not telling him what they actually looked like. Yeah, you know the Navi were meant to be other colors. If we just make them blue because... For now, a joke. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Can we talk about... um The opening titles... The line before the titles, I think it's the with Sarah Connor. It's, I'm yeah, gonna, um, I'm gonna say this once again. Once again, the resistance sent a guardian, a protector for John. Yes, something funny. I'm gonna say this movie does really good subversion. Yes, right. It would have been because perfect if the movie's trailers hadn't given away that Arnold was the good guy. Right. If I wish I knew nothing about this film because oh yeah totally it would have been perfect to see this right after Terminator oh incredible right and not knowing I mean May got that experience when we went together because I just showed her Terminator the day before and then we saw this and after she was like oh yeah right I didn't expect he was going to be the good guy good and yeah she got she got it like you should ideally have it Matt how much fun are we going to have showing our kids movies the way that they were intended like, I'm going to yeah. show my kids Kill Bill nestled between some attractive woman, probably their mother's toes, and that's exactly how he should watch. they should watch it. <laughs> I'm so bitter still. I showed you that photo I took, right, with, with my girlfriend holding a phone between her feet, watching Kill Bill, and I posted it to Quentin Tarantino, um, whatever it is, Quentin Tarantino, what's in, what's in the suitcase posting, and... Should be fit I, th- I think it's. I think it, no. I think it's Quentin Tarantino Royale with cheese posting. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, and they rejected it. So bummed. Watching Kill Bill the way Tarantino intended. Her feet weren't dirty enough. That's true. God, Margaret Qualley's feet. You should have put your feet as well, so they can have That's both. That's true. That's true. Oh, mate. Um, yeah, these opening titles though, just. The, the playground on fire is just one of those images that is so immediate okay. and yeah. recognisable and just iconic at this point. Yeah. Along with that score. I mean, Brad Fidel, seriously, just... I really like the class in the music from the really, you know, deep... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, and then yeah. the... It's like he has the class. It looks. Yeah. It feels like the class between humanity and machines in the future. Exactly. 
Smart. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strings in an orchestra against hard metal kind of electronic sounds. It's very clever yeah. in that way. And of course, you get the shot of the exoskeleton against the fire, which is yeah, just just brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. I mean, it's terrifying, and it's setting up the terror we know from. I mean, I kind of see that as Sarah's vision, her nightmare of the Terminator. Yeah, and you recognize you recognize that as. From the last Arnold. movie. You recognize yes, that completely. as Arnold. Completely. Right. Now, we should talk about Arnold's career at this point, because Arnold, you know, Cameron's done well, but Arnold is now the biggest movie star on Earth by the time this movie comes out. Yep. Like, he's done Total Recall, um, he's done Predator, he's done so many okay, just wait, wait, huge wait, wait. films at this point. Well, there. Total Recall. Give these people air. And then uh, Predator. Get to the chopper. I can't do oh, Arnold. I can't do Arnold. Get to the chopper is like not even his best line. Stick around. He's got so many great lines. Um, yeah, I'm just reading. Oh yeah, I, I mean, look at this run. Look at this run of movies. So right after he does Terminator, he does Red Sonja, which is of course the sequel to um, Conan. Then he does Commando. I like you. I like you, Sonny. You're a funny guy. That's why I'm going to kill you last. <laughs> Hey, remember earlier, Sonny, when I said that I was going to kill you last? Yeah, Matrix, you did. I lied. <laughs> I still think I think you're right that this is best line. Commando. I lied. I lied. <laughs> oh, and then we get um, then we get Red Heat, Cocainum. <laughs> Do you remember Raw Deal? I don't remember no. Raw Deal. And uh, Predator. I'm trying to think of my favorite. Art. Oh wait, no, no, dude, you fucked up so bad. Predator. Dylan, you son of a bitch. Oh, you son of a bitch. I, I can't... I'm, I'm legally... Self-touch. I am legally obliged to um, uh, fist someone. ugly motherfucker. When I say that. Well, you are one ugly motherfucker. Then we get right. The Running Man. Um, terrible movie. But then, here's where things get really crazy. We get twins. This is in, like, back-to-back <laughs> years. We get twins... <laughs> Total Recall and Kindergarten Cop. Put the put, put the cookie down. Okay, no, I, I want to argue something. Can you think of any actor on Earth, like right now, who could be in Twins, Total Recall, and Kindergarten Cop, and you would totally buy it? Oh, no, I don't buy Arnold in Twins. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's amazing in Twins. Are you kidding? He's so funny. He's which, so funny. Which one is the one that he gets pregnant? That's um Junior, which is a few years few years later. <laughs> or a few years before this. No, it must be later. Yeah. No, Twins Junior is the is, one that starts Junior that is, run. Junior is fucking terrible. Yep. Oh man. Um but yeah, Schwarzenegger's on like his biggest heart. Oh yeah, what, wait, point. wait. The Rock, but I don't think The Rock has done anything like this. Like this. The Rock, uh actually it's a good point. I don't think The Rock could do twins as well as Schwarzenegger. And I don't think he could do Total Recall. Mm, I think it's the other way around. He's done Total Recall with um, Southland Tales, and it was terrible. And he was really bad in it. Have you ever watched Southland Tales? No. (laughs) Richard Kelly's film? Oh. No. Man. Richard Kelly. What a once promising director. Yeah. I want to go back to Subversion, right? Yes. Because this, how the two Terminators get introduced. Yep. 
how uh, Arnold and Robert Pattinson get introduced. It's the same way as they got introduced in the first movie. So it's uh, Arnold comes in, he walks up to some people and he says, give me your clothes. And he steals it from them as he beats No, 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 excuse me, excuse me. The line is, I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. Yeah, I know, but like, it's the same concept. You forgot to say, please. Please. Yeah, it's exactly the same way the first Terminator is introduced in Terminator Right, when we get the greatest... um... Except this time, more people watching his dong. I mean, I yes. love the I love the hillbilly blues song playing in the background, or the guys. The the fact that they're bikers playing pool, it's so wicked. Do you, do you know the urban legend about this scene that Cameron has basically confirmed? You told me, I think. So part of the fight, because they shot it over many nights. Part of the fight no, was shot this. the night yeah. was shot the night that Rodney King was being attacked. No, you 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 told this story on. What on Dark Fate? On Dark Fate, yeah. So that's yeah. so fucking crazy. But but they were filming literally less than a mile from where he was being beaten. That's crazy. And the weirdest thing is that Cameron then writes Strange Days, which is a, basically a movie based on the LA race riots, which were yeah. inspired by Rodney King. So it's it's just fascinating how James Cameron is so integrally part of the LA landscape at this point that he's you know he's involved in all these kind of things that are going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an amazing subversion with that Arnold turns out to be the good guy, but up to this point, he's, like, still fucking terrifying. Yeah. But that's the thing, is that he beats up those spikers. I, th- I think I the, the, the only thing that kind of gives it off a bit is the fact that they play... What is, what's the song called? Back to the Bone, yeah. Back to the Bone, right. They play a, that. A choice so it's like... that I still kind of imagine on paper being terrible but totally works <laughs> the it first time I saw it that definitely inf- I emphasizes like, uh... that you're not meant to take the movie as seriously as the first one which is honestly yeah. a good choice because otherwise up until the point when John is about to be killed you're just watching a little kid about to be murdered right so the fact yeah. that the movie early on does a little wink to the audience is maybe kind of genius yeah because I'm sure they tested it without music yeah, they probably did. And it was just... It would have been like, eh. He's just, he's just standing there, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, I mean, and, they, and, would have, they would have almost certainly had, like, the Terminator music under him. And, and this movie has amazing introductory shots of characters. Oh, the, the coolest. I mean, the shot where Sar- the T-1000 Sarah Connors. is finally, finally... Oh, that shot it's, is incredible. That's amazing. But where the T-1000 is revealed in his metal form is, like, so iconic. For many reasons. Yeah. But I, I just love how the biker he takes the clothes from. The jacket looks kind of shitty on the biker. But then when Arnold puts it on, it fits so perfectly. Yeah, every time I see this scene, I'm like, that's not a jacket. And I'm like, of course it is a jacket. Another thing that the Terminator films, at least Cameron's Terminator films, do better than almost any other action film is there's just such a wonderful evolution of how the Terminators get their weapons. And I love that Arnold gets the pistol from the biker... Then he gets the shotgun from the bar owner. Yeah. Can't let you take the man's wheel, Sonny. Get on down before I put you down. And he just snatches the gun off him just so easily. It's so good. <laughs> oh, it's um, so good. The T-1000, of course, gets the Beretta from the police officer he takes out. I love that even yeah. though he could stab the police officer, and theoretically in the rules of this universe, he should, he doesn't. He knocks him out. Well, that's part of the subversion. Exactly, exactly. 
And also, he doesn't need the guy's uniform. He can literally just turn into a police officer. Yeah. But he had so to catch it's, it's it first. totally to catch the audience out. Yeah, of course. And that's completely fine, because it doesn't... All right. Doesn't I break need the to movie. raise. I need to raise the giant elephant in the room, which is wait, that wait. in Terminator One. It's wait, clearly wait, 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 stated. Okay, can I can I go back yes. to the subversion thing? Absolutely. The other part of the subversion is that the T one thousand Robert Patrick. Um, Great performance, by the way. He comes in, and the first thing he encounters is a police officer. Yes. Which is what Carl Reese did. The difference this time is that he's acting a bit different. He's acting a bit... He's calm. He's collected. He's calm and collected and really cold. Yeah. Which um, can I, gonna give you off. And yeah. Still I'm part of this movie. I, I'm actually going to give this movie the biggest credit that I haven't even thought about up until this point, which is that what is like the physical image of the Terminator you think of in Terminator 1 when you think of Arnold? Like the shape of that person. Uh, huge muscles yeah and it would have been so easy for them to say we're going to do a guy bigger than Arnold but they don't <laughs> they go with a guy who is literally about as different a physique as you could possibly have he's this thin wiry kind of scary looking guy do, do you think they tried find someone bigger than Arnold and they well it's so funny in True Lies because Arnold has this great fight in the bathroom with this guy who literally looks bigger than Arnold and I'm like who the fuck is that guy <laughs> It's it's the most hilarious thing about Schwarzenegger's career is that every movie that doesn't explain why he's the size he is, you have to be like, what the fuck? Like, True Lies is, is so kind of... It's so funny in True Lies that he's meant to be, like, the schmucky dad. Actually, no, the sixth day where he's just meant to be, like, a random dude. And it's like, you are twice the size of... A total recall also when he's just on the construction yard and... I think it's bloody... Well, he's, um, he's a construction guy. Right. Is it Bob Costanza? Not Bob... Not George Costanza, but a guy who kind of looks like George Costanza. He looks exactly like George Costanza. Is his co-worker? Like Costanza. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm having such a hard time at my construction job. It's like, you're fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're working <laughs> with a guy who looks like Dennis Franz. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so funny. Yep. yep. Pretty funny. Oh, you heard about this place, Recall? Oh, Recall, Recall. God, I love that film. For adventure so of a lifetime, Recall, Recall, Recall. You were going to say something about the Terminators? Nah, what was I going to say? I don't know, I interrupted the you. The shape, the, sh- the shape of the T-1000 is just so in- uh, instantly is that, is that kind it? of okay. iconic. And it's so opposite what Arnold is. Yeah. And I just think it's so great how Cameron is able to do that. Like, he's able to look at what have I done, what's kind of the opposite of that that's going to be interesting. And I think they do a pretty good shot at it in Dark Fate, as we talked about on that podcast. Dark Fate is the first Terminator sequel where it feels like there's an actual evolution of what the Terminator is. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened with T3, because they obviously wanted Terrible. to do a different Terminator. Yes, so make it a woman. No, but that's not the issue. The issue is they downgrade on, like, the Terminator. How the Terminator is built. Yes. What are we gonna do? Uh, 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 liquid and and a skeleton. It's like how is that an upgrade? Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's there's so many things weird about Terminator Three. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. But um, 
Because the thing that we've got to mention is that this is the first movie to really take advantage of CGI. Like, Abyss has that one scene, but this movie has a full character that depends on being computer-generated. And, I mean, they do some amazing stuff with um, with rigs of, of makeup and prosthetics to do, mm. like, the bullet holes and the um, the wonderful puppet of him when he's been fully split in half at the end. Oh, That's, there's like a, bunch a full-scale of, puppet. The there's a bunch incredible. of puppets. There's a bunch of uh, heads that are, like, completely fucked and stuff. But I want to mention this because to Cameron's original idea for Terminator 1, I don't know if you know this, was a liquid metal Terminator. I think I've heard that. Yeah, it's interesting. That, that was always so, the idea. Yeah, and it's so wonderfully beneficial, both for this film as a sequel and for the history of cinema, that that idea worked perfectly with the tool of CGI at the time. Because in yeah. The Abyss, it's like, what can we do? We can do liquid. That's the one thing we can do, and we can do a really basic motion capture of an actor's face. That's... So that's what the that's what the um, the the uh, theropod, the water the water creature does. Oh, I know the names. I think but, it's the um, theropod. But yeah, that's, that's what the water creature does. Now, that's what can interesting we do? Because... We can create a shiny metal texture. Yeah, that's interesting because liquid is always one of the hardest things to recreate with computers but it's it's like it's suspended um controlled liquid it's not like behaving like normal liquid where it needs to just you know i mean you look at the um you look at the wave simulations they've done later in the abyss and they look quite dated that's in the director's cut they look quite off oh i i I need to i need to point out i didn't see the director's cut of the abyss of this I prefer the director's cut. I, I, well, here's the thing. I had an experience. I don't know yeah. how you watch this, but I went to how I normally watch movies. Um, we're not going to talk if it's legitimate or not. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it on Netflix or... or yeah, yeah. Or Stan or anything like that. So I had to rent it on iTunes. So that's how, I to, that's how I had to watch the movie, and I, they only had the one copy, which mm. is just this. I can't remember what the director's cut adds, but I've only seen the director's cuts before this, and I noticed one thing missing, which was the Sarah Connor operation thing. Yes. Because I was like, oh, this is when they do the, the thing with the twin, and then it didn't happen. I was like, oh. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to it. I mean, it's a, it's a great scene. Like, that scene is just incredible. Uh, it's probably the greatest deleted scene of any movie in terms of, like, how difficult it must have been to coordinate. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the great scene at the mental hospital where Silverman... Oh, no, sorry, we get the introduction of John first. Yeah, John... John, he's with foster parents. He's not with Sarah Connor. Yeah. And he obviously has jumped between different houses different parents and stuff like that and yeah he's not he doesn't listen to her mother or anything like that she's not my mother todd jeanette goldstein in her second cameron performance after aliens it's not my mother todd good line that great actor who plays the uh the doctor in gattaca whose name i can't remember he's just one of those faces that you just know from so many movies Um, and then we get this horrifying scene where they give Sarah her medication. But, yeah, of course, and we, we get and see, the we intro s- shot. 
with Cicera having the best shot of all time. <laughs> this legitimately, I, I didn't get this. I've seen this movie so many times, but I did not get until we saw this in the theater just how terrifying Sarah Connor actually is in this movie. Yeah. Sarah Connor is the Terminator. I, I actually think the thing, the movie, the scene that makes this movie the great sequel that it is is that what a sequel needs to do inherently is take the characters on a new journey that evolves on what they've already gone through. And Aliens does that. And this movie does it spectacularly with Sarah. Because, of course, what happens to Sarah is she has become the monster. She has become the killer. I have a joke for that scene. Or, yeah, or a me. comment. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. I'll make the joke when we get to this scene. <laughs> so the scene where the um, the orderlies beat the shit out of Sarah is fucking just awful. And yeah. I read that apparently Linda Hamilton, when she had to do the broom hit to that guy who wears the glasses, she actually hit him across the face for real because he was being way too rough in some of the other scenes with her. And I think that's just <laughs> it's, so great. It's, so it's, apparently it's, that's his real Is that the life. blonde? Wait, is that the blonde? or The, the blonde one? guy. The, the, the fucking guy who licks her face the piece of yeah, shit you, you see him and you're like ew, ew. that yeah, guy ew. looks off <laughs> yeah oh man he looks off and then we get a great scene of John Connor doing some uh, low key hacking now well, well, you get, I um, need to give you get yeah. Robert Patrick talking to um, the foster parents that's true yeah and if I'm not mistaken mm. he finds does he find multiple John Connors? No, no. He in only the he just goes. Archive? He goes to them. Do you have a photo of John? Yeah, but that's it in the in the. No, 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 no. He, archive. he only finds one, I believe. Okay, okay. I'm just checking now. I think it's only one. But yeah, that's Might true. Be. That instead of the phone book, he uses a computer, which is kind of interesting given the nature of this. Well, no, the other thing is they'd know John Connor's birth date, you'd assume. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting that in the last one, it's a phone book, and in this one, the first thing the Terminator interacts with is a computer, which shows the evolution of the times in a yeah, really makes sense. way. Yeah. Yeah. Never appreciated that. Um, then we get John Connor. It's so great that Dr. Silberman is the guy talking about Sarah, and he's, he's kind of made his career around her being his star patient. Yeah, such it's a great a way, way to bring back a, like such a nothing character from the first film and give him a bigger part. It's a good way to introduce Sarah Connor as well. You pointed out in Dark Fate that it's great to see John Connor doing crafty stuff that makes you understand why this kid could potentially one day become like a resourceful leader of a um, of a team. Yeah, and he he's not he doesn't just do this one thing the whole film. He's doing stuff like that. And he's very proactive with the Terminator on telling him, on doing things with him and telling him how, how to do things. And he makes it like he'll be really good. He would be really good talking to soldiers. Yes. That's the sense I get. That he, yeah, well, he like starts learning he how he has to give orders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I want to point out that this movie does doesn't do that I think is a great decision is at no point does John Connor um, get to fire a gun yeah but he does get to um, hack the computer 
That's true, and he, he's loading weapons all through the movie for the other characters. But I just yeah. love that it's not John Connor who fires the final shot to kill the Terminator, <laughs> and he already becomes the leader. It's like, no, this is a young kid who maybe one day will become that guy, but he's not that guy yet. <laughs> oh, that a lot of people hilarious. complain about... A, a lot of, even diehard Terminator fans, complain about the fact that this movie is partly about a little kid. And I think this movie is one of the few movies where, unlike The Phantom Menace... The little kid really adds something emotionally to the film that makes Shit. it... He's just the main up. character. He's yeah. just the main character. Oh, I, I'd argue that Arnold is the main character. Mm, fair enough. I can see that. but um, It's kind of split between it's Arnold, really cold. And Arnold and um, Linda. I can't say that Linda's the main character because it takes so long to get her to get introduced and to, for her to do anything. And she does kind of become the villain a bit. Oh, I love That's that. Why... That's my favorite thing about this movie. Yeah, yeah. But John is a bit, you know. Mm. I feel like John has the most emotional weight behind him. He has the most uh, to learn. And he's the, he's the one that we learn everything from. Yeah. Right. Now, like I've the way the direct... He... The way yeah, he, yeah. he interacts with Terminator and stuff like that. Now, I've got the director's cut playing. Um, do you have the director's cut or just regular cut? It's just a regular cut. Cool, let's not... Uh, because the director's cut adds a scene at Cyberdyne. It adds another dream sequence. We can just skip over those. Which one is it? So, the Cyberdyne scene is great because it's Miles Dyson being introduced like 20 minutes into the movie. Oh, um, pff, no. You don't like it? I love that scene. Is, is that when they are in the office? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mr. Dyson, they need you to they need you to sign out the thing. They need you to sign out the thing. No, hey, that's in my copy. Where, where'd they get it? Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. That's in here. Well, the, the car racing definitely isn't, right? Yeah. Something I like about this scene, right? Yeah. The scientist. They're yes. not... They're not assholes being no. like, oh, they're, they're, I want to make money. I, I was going to say, the thing I love is that he's like... Hey Larry, how are the kids? Like they're just they're just like Apple workers working on this machine. Yeah, um, that's great. I think. That's and that great. was Cameron's whole thing was like this this technology that kills us is not going to be invented by evil geniuses. It's going to be invented by people just trying to make the world better, which is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Hundred percent true. It's interesting because I've been reading Jurassic Park and and you know Jeff Goldblum's character. Yeah. He has so many speeches about that exact same thing. How hmm. scientists are not evil. Oh but yeah. They are gonna lead to evil things because they just want to they just want to invent things and they like Miles Dyson, right? He's so excited for the technology. Oh, He's not Dyson, really worried what is gonna happen. Dyson He's might like, be my favorite character in this film. Because he goes really through good. such, he goes through an arc like a total character arc within like three scenes. It's great. Yep. Um, it, it, he's a brilliantly written character. He's played so perfectly by um. Oh, I'm gonna forget his name. He's so good in that in uh, American Gangster. Hmm. Joe Morden, the great Joe Morden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot that he's played by Courtney B. Vance in Genesis, of course. Oh, yeah, um, Joe Morden, of course, is great in Speed, which is right after this, as the police chief. I need to rewatch Speed. 
haven't seen it in so long. Do you remember Joe Morton in Godzilla, King of Monsters? What? He wasn't King of Monsters? Him. I don't remember Did him he... in that at all. <laughs> Did he play one of the monsters? I remember him in Justice League, but not in King of the Monsters. Oh my god, Justice League. Justice League. Wonder Woman, we gotta do... We gotta do yeah. the DC Universe for Wonder Woman. <laughs> Matt, have you watched American Gangster? It's finally gonna be a upwards thing, mm. right? It's gonna be like... Bad, bad, bad. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of... Have you watched um, American Gangster? Nah. I'm just looking at Ridley Scott's filmography. It might be his last great film. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna say The Martian was great, but I like. <laughs> I like The Martian. You liked it. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I wouldn't. You know, it, it it wouldn't go in my space capsule for all time. No. To be fair, neither would neither, neither would American Gangster. <laughs> American Gangster is a sick movie. Like really good Ridley Scott movie. One of um one of Russell Crowe's best performances. Playing the least Jewish-looking Jew in history. I was going to make a joke, but I can't think of any. Uncut Gems? Russell Crowe and Uncut Gems? Um, sure. I was, I was thinking of Uncut Gems. Don't let him in! <laughs> no, it's like, don't let him in. He doesn't sound like Adam Sandler. Anyways, what's next? Because we get I'm the just... arcade scene, where John Connor is defending the Earth in... Um, what is it? Missile, missile attack? No, but he's playing that game that doesn't end with um, game over. It ends with the end. It's the it's the very famous nuclear war game that is one of the most anti-war games ever made. I think it's Missile Command. Yeah, it's a it's a brilliant video game. Like like just the idea that in the early infancy of video games, somebody made this game that perfectly kind of captured what it would feel like to be at the end of the world. Yeah, just through just through the mechanics. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant idea, and I love that that's the game they're playing. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's pretty neat, the game he's playing. I mean, John well, is first, playing first time I saw it, I was like, his friend oh. is playing... They're both playing the end at some... The um, Missile Commander at some point. And do you know the funny story about why Schwarzenegger has the gun in the roses? What, what is it? I know it, but yeah. It, it's because um, Gun, Guns N' Roses basically had a reputation for charging a huge amount for their music to be used in movies. And in this movie, You Could Be Mine plays when they're on the motorcycle, yeah? Yeah. Um, so Cameron went to them and said, what if I... Uh, like, they were huge fans of Terminator. And he was like, can I use your song for free if I put an homage to you in the movie? And um, that's why there's the roses with the gun that Schwarzenegger whips out. <laughs> It's so funny. I love That's that. That's pretty cool. It's a really cool thing. And it's also the coolest reveal ever that he's got the box with the flowers and then he rips it out and treads on the rose. There's that poor yeah. Asian um, like security guard or, or just worker who yeah. um, gets caught in the crossfire. Schwarzenegger rips out the shotgun, steps on the roses. John runs back into the hallway. T-1000 is closing in. Arnold's closing in. And then both of them aim their guns. They look like they're both about to kill John. And then Arnold, get down! I have to say, the editing of this movie... Subversion. Of, of all of Cameron's movies. But but this movie, these action scenes, they're so well edited. Another brilliant thing about um, the Roses thing... Yes. And, and Subversion of Arnold, is that as soon as he pulls out the gun... Yeah. He steps on a rose. Yes. Normally, evil. Evil. that means evil. Evil but no, he's a Terminator. He doesn't care. 
Doesn't care about the rose. James Cameron's like uh, doing the highest budget version of the IKEA lamp ad, where it's like, many of you think this rose. Yeah, you've seen that, right? Yeah. This rose has no feelings. The Terminator is much better. <laughs> uh, the bullet wounds healing on the T one thousand is still such a cool shot. Yeah. I, I, really like, I really like I, the plates. I, the, oh, the, yeah, so good. I love plates. that beat in the action when the T-1000 gets up and they both grab the shotgun and it's like they don't know what to do with each other. Like, they're both machines and they're just trying to figure out what the fuck can I do with you? Like, you're so strong. What the fuck? And then they just start throwing each other through walls. It's great. I mean, this fight scene's incredible. And something I love that we talked about with Terminator 1, but Cameron does this with all his action scenes, is that an action scene will begin in a corridor, and then it will move into a street, and then it will move into the LA River, and then, yeah, he, he's so good. And I mean, the final action scene of this movie is just the most insane thing ever. Where yeah. It goes from one giant building onto a highway, into a factory. It's just, he, he, he understands that violence is made that much more scary when it will follow you no matter where you go. Yeah. So, something about the hallway thing. Yes. I know they just hit each other against paper mache walls. Yes. But the sound makes it so mm. good. The sound this design in this movie is incredible. Makes it so good. I think it won yeah. the Oscar for best sound design, which it totally deserved. Yeah, probably. Then we get the great LA River chase with John on the on the uh, the dirt bike and then we get Arnold driving his motorcycle up on the higher level, and he's doing the gun twirl from Stagecoach, which was mm. what he said to James Cameron. He was like, I want, to use the, I want to use this gun that John Wayne used. I want to twirl my gun like in Stagecoach. And I think I read somewhere that they, um, they built three different versions of the Winchester. So when he's firing the actual oh. gun, it's the real gun with blanks. Yeah. When he's twirling it, it's a different model that has, I think, the, um, the trigger is actually removed so that he can twirl it without tearing up his hands. And then there's okay. a third version that I think was used just for, um, maybe just some, uh, like a, like a um, rubber version for like when he's driving. When he's running or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a cheapo version. It's such a cool, but they, they're into cut and it's such a cool effect of him twirling the gun. It's something that almost no director would put the attention into that Cameron does. Like the way that these weapons work. But I just love that he always goes that extra mile with stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, later in the movie, we're going to get, I think, the greatest um, example I've ever seen of like a tactical shootout of one character against a group of characters who are heavily armed that actually makes sense with what the character does. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Also, I have to say, this chase scene, Cameron has openly acknowledged how inspired by Mad Max the first Terminator was. This is so Mad Max inspired, this chase scene. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, then, of course... How, did, how truck, do they do truck the truck going Terminator down? Blowing up or going down? Going down from the highway into the river. I think one of the angles is a miniature and one of them is the real truck. Yeah, the poor, the poor lay Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Let's just have a real truck flip I, over. I think, okay, here's what I think. I'm looking at the scene right now. The shot yeah. of the truck driving up to the rail and breaking through is 100% real. The, sh the low angle of the truck busting through is a miniature. Yeah, and then the I truck landing that. in front of the truck going through the air is real, and the truck landing in front of John is real. 
Oh no, yeah. that's a miniature. Because John is, it... is a miniature. John is a miniature in that shot. Okay. I'm looking at that now. I think John is miniature. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think John's a miniature. He's like a No, dog. because he moves. His hair moves. He moves. I don't think I don't think he moves. He does move. In the shot where it lands in front of him? Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. His legs and hands Slightly. don't move. He doesn't move. Look at the next shot, which is obviously the same thing. Yeah, he's moving there. You're right. Unless so they, they intercut it. <laughs> they, they might have recreated this th- the thing. Which would but, be so cool and so Cameron. But it would it looks too good to be recreated. I actually so think good. that's a real truck. I think that's, Fuck, a that's real crazy. <laughs> that's so that's so crazy. That's so but, crazy. Um, I, so Schwarzenegger shoots the wheel of the truck. The truck collides with the wall. The truck explodes. We get the great fake out with the tire. And then... Imagine being an audience member in 1991 seeing this liquid metal guy walk out of the flames. Oh, it's crazy. crazy. It's it's such a great effect. Like, we're just going to keep an, saying an, another, another it's thing. great effects. Yeah. In the first Terminator... The explosion that hits Terminator doesn't happen until the, the climax. end of the movie. Yeah. The end. It happens right now. In this now. movie, it happens minutes, in the first 30, action scene. 35 minutes in, yeah. Which tells you the action Crazy. is elevated. And it tells you that yeah. just an explosion isn't going to stop this guy. Which is the whole tension of this film. is like, how the fuck are they going to kill this T-1000? Yeah. And, and we'll get to the end and how they defeat they fit him. Yeah, I, I kind of want to skip over the next couple of scenes because we get the gra- we get the great bit with John um, getting grabbed by the Terminator and yelling, "Let me go!" and he lets him go, and he figures out that he'll do whatever he says. Oh, I want to talk about the your first your first appearance that scene. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're about to get to it. Yeah. Um, stand on one foot, and then the guys come over like to help him, and mm. he says, "Can you um, take care of these guys?" and he starts beating them up, and he goes, "Kill one of them." <laughs> it's like you're about to kill that guy. Of course, I'm a Terminator. I'll terminate people. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fun interaction for John and the Terminator. That's yeah. the first time they interact like that. It's completely fine. It, it adds yeah, to right. John's character. Well, it adds to John's character because he's the one who saves the guy, and he's like, you just can't kill people. Like, yeah. and then. And then we get um, Sarah attempting her break out of the hospital. We get the disgusting guy licking her face. I love yeah. that you see her swipe the paperclip in the previous scene when she's talking he, to the he, FBI he, guys. He, here's the thing. Yeah. Two things I want to mention. Yes. One thing is that I don't feel like this movie is as tightly written as the first one. Oh, I disagree. Because I why think the first the, one is a better why, movie. But... I think this is a better movie. I think the first minute is... It's not better written. written. It has it has a tight script oh, without super tight. holes. It's not a collider, right? What's a hole? What's a hole in this one? I have a huge one that we that I was going to talk about earlier, but there's a few yeah moments like that. But my, my main one that I just want to point out is that why does the te- why why does Arnold go into the hallway? Why does Arnold go in after John? Yeah, how does he know he's there? He's trying to he's trying to intercept John. How does he know he's there? Doesn't he see him? 
I swear there's no. a cutaway where he sees him. No, he doesn't see him. He he doesn't see him because uh, he's, he's coming in from a completely different room. Right? He's coming in from a completely different area. I don't think he sees him. And I feel I feel like there's a few moments like that. Like, at the end, what the hell is the T-1000 doing mm. throughout the whole Mexico scene? Yeah, that's yeah. that's a bigger one that's worth pointing out. There's um, a few moments like that, so it's not as tightly written, but I do think this story is more interesting than the first one because it's not yeah. just Defeat the Terminator. It's like, oh, let's, let's stop Skynet. Why not? Exactly, let's stop What's this giant us? concept. Yeah. Which is a BA concept then. Stop the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's bigger than that. That's why, of course, um, Arnold has to die at the end, which is the thing. It's, it's that wonderful thing that we talk about all the time of the ending that you, in your gut, know has to happen, but makes you, but you're like, no! But of course, it's like the inevitable truth of what the story needs to happen. It's, it's a great... It's like, like Frodo putting on the ring in Lord of the Rings. Of course you're waiting for that. You don't realise you're waiting for that, but of course you're waiting for that. It's got to happen. And it's got to happen. The other thing I wanted to point out is just the contrary, how tightly written some of the scenes in this movie are, is that the Sarah kind of thing, uh, getting out of the... Oh. Of the... Uh, asylum. asylum. Is that um, she gets paperclip from the integration in in the like well the main thing is that Two she's get she's getting out as the terminators arrive it's like oh, no, no, what no. a coincidence oh, no, 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 let me it's not let me let me yeah yeah yeah, yeah of course. Uh, what a coincidence she's getting out when the terminators arrive what a sloppy writing right they just yeah, happen to think. happen at the it, same it, time but that's not yeah. it what that's happens it. is that there's the whole there's the suit out in the in the in the wall, photos get taken prompts, of Arnold. Prompts the police officers to go interrogate her. Yeah, yeah. You see the guy taking photos. Props they take it, the photos, show them to Sarah. Because Arnold saw police officers police in eighty four, six years before. Is it six years? Is this ninety one? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's where she gets the paperclip. Because the police officers are not used to dealing with crazy women that uh, are going to use anything they can to uh, escape, right? Yeah. The reason they leave the paperclip there is because they're not used to dealing with someone like they, that. They, they don't know the protocols of the hospital. Yeah. You can so, yeah. there's a reason why... She gets the paperclip. She, and there's a reason she's breaking out tonight. Because John is yeah. in danger. Yeah. Because the foster parents are murdered. They tell her that, that his foster parents are killed. So she knows her son's in danger and she needs to break out that night. Mm -hmm. That's really well written. It's great. It's really great. Um, the hospital scene is such a good action scene. And I, I just love... Um, first of all, she literally did um, pick that lock for real and she picked the lock on the door for real. Like she learned from like a professional, um, professional thief how to pick locks for the movie. My, and, my um, biggest thing, my biggest thing yeah. with the uh, lock picking scene, he has the paper clip on her mouth, yes. and she, she spits it really well. And I'm like, you only have one chance to do that. If yeah. I were to do that, I would have yeah, fucked up. Could you not just like have, I don't know. <laughs> I would have fucked fun. it up. Yeah, I would have fucked it up for sure. Um, I love the the twins, the uh, the actor who plays the T1000 as the uh, the cop, who are like famous twins. Yeah, they're in the Glamis G. 
I mean, it's the second craziest twin coincidence this movie has. Yeah, I would call it a coincidence. That's right. With this, um, with uh, Linda Harmon. That that's crazy that they didn't do that for Terminator One in any way. Well, they couldn't. Yeah, they could. Her twin existed. But like within the story. In the story. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, if like, Linda Hamilton died. Oh. <laughs> um, I love uh, of all the things that still blow me away about this movie, the bit where she um is basically um addressing the room and she's got the I think it's a um M nine eleven. She's got the pistol. M1911. She's got the pistol and she basically um, gets into the room with all of the security staff. Yeah, yeah, she, she's getting the security guard. She's got the needle in Silberman's neck. She's telling them to get down and the way she talks to them is like she's the most fucking masterful hostage negotiator ever. She's like, yeah, get in the office. On the floor, face down. Not you. Open the door. And then she's like, face the wall. Hands over your head. It's just great. All the different things she has to tell the guy. I love that. It, the detail with which this shit is written, acted, it, it, it's great. Yeah. They and obviously again, had so many kind of specialists consulting on these movies. Head performance. Brilliant. Oh, incredible. I mean, the fact that the fact that Sigourney got nominated for Aliens and Linda didn't get nominated for this is just crazy. Sagani got nominated for Aliens? For Aliens, yeah. One of the coolest nominations in the history of the Oscars. As main character? Yes. Main actress? leading actress. Leading actress. Leading actress. It's one of three of her Oscar nominations. Luna Hamilton could have been nominated for supporting. Yeah, that, I think that's why um, they fucked up. Because I think they tried to campaign her for lead. Nah. Yeah, it wouldn't have supporting. worked. Supporting. Supporting, yeah. Um, we get the great scene of John telling the Terminator, I swear I will not kill anyone. And then he goes up to that poor security guard and just kneecaps him. <laughs> kneecaps he'll, him. He'll live. Kneecaps both of his knees. But later in the movie, we get the ultimate kneecap scene. And you know what I think about every time now that I watch that is um the Our Robocop remake where he yes. just keeps shooting those guys was, in the dick. I was going to say that. Exactly that. Is it? It's just like the Robocop thing. You see all the Do sticks. it! Do it! When he's got the... Like the, the main rapist, and he's got like the two women, and he just shoots him in the dick so many times. Oh my god, if you haven't watched our Robocop remake, it's just a masterpiece of fan films. But it's only that scene, the rest of them aren't very good, but that segment no. is just insane. It's the one segment that is just that has a budget. It had the budget, it had the it had the special effects, it, ma- it makes it look like a, the real thing. Oh, it looks like, crazily good. The other like, segments everything. Yeah. look like if we did it in a weekend, mm. right? That one yeah. looks like they spent some money and stuff. It's just I really... love the um, the honest trailer section with the uh, the gas station robbery with Hal from Honest Trailers going "fuck me, fuck me, fuck me." It's so good. Still, the weirdest scene from RoboCop when that guy's shooting him, he's just like "fuck me, fuck me, fuck me." <laughs> I love Robocop. Robocop, I, I can't believe I said um, Robocop is better than Terminator, but Robocop is better than Terminator. Not as a franchise, but that one movie is so good. I don't mind Robocop, Robocop 2. I know I've told you this before, but... Um, I haven't seen it. Robocop 2, second best sequel, directed by Irvin Kirshner. <laughs> it's true. 
It is true. It's hard to argue. Um, yeah, just the, the, the hospital escape is great. The way that the... Um... By the way, can I, can I point out a fact yeah, yeah, about this movie? Please. So, um, uh, Linda Hamilton goes through one of the doors that is completely barred, like in, in a prison, right? And she yeah. breaks a key on it, so the guys yes. can't follow her, right? And it makes sense. But then yes. I, th- I think James Cameron ran into the problem of like, Robert Pattinson, like, Terminator T-1000 has to go through there. What are we going to do? Yep. And Robert Pattinson did something really amazing. He improvised this whole scene. He just faced through the door. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, he just turned himself into liquid metal. And also, yeah. it's Robert Patrick, not Robert Patterson. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine Robert Patterson as a Terminator? That'd be great. I said it, I said it properly. He said it properly when you talked about him, yeah. Yeah, I said it properly earlier. So good. Robert Patterson is the T-1000. <laughs> and we, we got the first I need helmet. the kit. I just, if, if I had the kit, I oh, would... Helmet. I'm trying to think of other lines from The Lighthouse. I haven't seen The Lighthouse. Yeah. Oof. So, I was not disappointed, but just, you know, when somebody says overrated. the movie is the... the it's, it's, it's a little bit overrated. Didn't YMS give, him a, give it a 10? Yeah, it was his favourite movie of all time. Hmm. Yeah. Chernobyl, 7. The Lighthouse, 10. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh. He just didn't... I, I love that guy, but he just fucking didn't get it with Chernobyl. I just think that he needs to stick to his big YMS reviews. Because those, those are still good. Whatever. I've got to show Becky not... Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. Now, when there's an apocalypse happening. <laughs> I love the bit where they're driving in the car and um, Linda grabs John and he thinks she's going to hug him, but she's actually checking him if he's injured. And then he, yeah. she's so cold to him and she starts yelling at him. It's just great. Something great about the chasing with um, the car, mm. right? Um, it's funny because this is something that happens in Genesis, right? Yes. They shoot, they, they shoot Robert Patrick's hand off yes. because he's stuck in the car and they leave a piece of metal. The yes. first thing you think is like... <gasps> That piece of metal. It's part of the Terminator. No, they get rid of it. <laughs> and then they get rid of it. And then in Genesis, they don't get rid of it. <laughs> no, Genesis, the characters are literally dumber than in this movie. Now we have to talk about the greatest deleted scene of all time. Uh, which one is it? It's uh, the head being opened. Yeah, I don't have that. Do you want me to just break down how crazy the scene is? If, if, if you haven't watched it in Terminator 2 ever, you should Google it. But essentially, it's... They have... Uh, nah, it's not even worth talking about how complicated it is. Basically, they have Lindo Hamilton's twin on the opposite of a dummy mirror. Yeah. And and Linda Hamilton is in the foreground. Her twin is in the background. Yeah. In the foreground, they have a fake Arnold that they drill into the head of. In the background, they have the real Arnold. And because it's a model, they could open the model's head and pull out something from inside it. Why and wasn't it on this... the normal movie? Huh? Why didn't it make it into the movie? Because it's not really necessary for the story that they um, rewire his CPU. Like, you just assume that he learns this stuff because he's a machine. Yeah, but I, fe- I feel like there's a few moments the like that in the film. Scene. 
Yeah. I mean, I love it because of the argument that Linda and John have, which uh, Sarah and John have, where like he's we need it, and she wants to smash his CPU and kill him, and she's like, "You don't know what it's like to kill one of these things," and it's great because it sets up that the CPU is the important thing. Yeah. And there's that great bit where there's the swinging light going between the two of them, and John like confronts her and he's like, "Maybe you should take orders from me every once in a while if I'm meant to be this great military leader." And she's like, "Have it your way." And it's a great scene between the two of them. I can't say it because I don't have it in my copy. No, nah, it's all good. But we get that great little touch where John um, pulls down the keys from the uh, the windshield visor and says, "Are we learning yet?" And of course, later in the movie, the Terminator gets the keys for the uh, SWAT van. Yeah. By doing that same trick. It's a, it's a neat thing, but it's kind of funny that he takes five seconds to hijack the car. So it is pretty funny, yeah. It's not like he's taking five minutes and then the key thing is a lot faster. Is that He just can, boop, do it. So it doesn't, it doesn't make it faster or anything like that. All right, I want to suggest doing something which is skipping most of the Mexico stuff. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. They just gear up. I want to skip just a bunch of the Mexico stuff. To talk about the scene um, where Sarah is watching the Terminator playing with John. She has that great bit of, you know, I just realized I found the f- perfect father figure for him. Because he'll never beat him. He'll never be too bored to play with him. Yeah. Have you seen the robot chicken thing? Oh, yes. With Terminator so being the father? Being um, I feel like, like they wrote that. good for your fostering. They wrote that just around that line. Because yeah. he knows him. He does a... Uh, drunken outburst he pushes me around it's hilarious it's it's a great skit and then we get my favorite nightmare scene in any movie which is the kids on the playground sarah banging the fence i mean i've literally had a nightmare like that where i'm yelling i'm screaming and no one can hear me like that that's such a normal thing in nightmares i don't think cameron gets enough credit for how well he's able to visualize dreams like, mm. Avatar, of course, has the beginning and end. Titanic is the ending. Cameron's very, very good with the way that he's able to use dreams to actually build on the narrative and build on the characters. And they are obviously dreams. Yes. It's not a fake-out. Uh, Aliens has a fake-out that I kind of hate. In the beginning? Yeah, the beginning, because she yeah. gets information from Burke, and then she's like, oh, no, you've already talked to this guy. Yeah. It's the one Cameron dream fake out that I actually don't like. Yeah, um, that's true. But Sarah clutching the fence as the skeleton is just unbelievable. I mean, you know that I'm deeply passionate about doing um, a film about Hiroshima one day, yeah. about a specific part of it. This is always the reference in my head when I'm thinking, how can you represent... Well, I mean, Barefoot Jen and this are like the two movie, the two pieces of art that have created the effects of a nuclear bomb the best. Yeah, uh, Barefoot Jen, not the best movie, but no, the no. best one of the best Sequence. sequences of oh. a explosion of a nuclear explosion. Easily, easily, Damn. without question, because that impressionism really lends to it. Oh mm. man, I, I, it's so sad that like we haven't hung out since I went to Japan because I've got this incredible collection of drawings drawn by Hiroshima survivors that I bought at the museum. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I've got to show it to you. It's just heartbreaking, but beautiful. Um, and then they realize we've got to go, uh, we got to go I stop have, Dyson. I just realized I said that's great about Hiroshima's you know, death. death. And I'm like... Mm. We all knew what you meant. You think that those filthy Japs deserve to burn in hell. <laughs> Your position's very clear. 
America <laughs> needed to end the war. No, I actually think that it was a mistake because I <laughs> Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. I love that Samuel Jackson did a masterclass, and at no point in the trailer for it does he say the word motherfucker. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the key class. to my acting career has been saying the word motherfucker. <laughs> That's a, that's a whole class. The whole class is the motherfucker. Yeah, I think I think lectures one to five are how to say motherfucker. <laughs> like so when I said, one to when five. I, do you remember me and Goodfellas? Of course you don't. You know why you don't remember me and Goodfellas? Because I don't say the word motherfucker. <laughs> do you remember me and Shaft? Of course you remember me and Shaft because I said the word motherfucker. Every time you watch Jurassic Park, you think, oh my god, that is actually Samuel L. Jackson. Do you know why you don't know I watched it on it? Because <laughs> I didn't say motherfucker. Do you remember the how it should have ended, where at the end of the film Samuel Jackson's actually alive and um, Laura Dern's like, wait, but I swore, he's like, oh, you saw a black arm and you just assumed it was me, hey? They made if they made Jurassic Park after I heard this somewhere else, but if they made Jurassic Park after um, Pulp Fiction, he would have fired a raptor with a knife and said and said to the laughed raptor, "Come to me, motherfucker." The path of the righteous raptor is beset on all sides with inequities of evil. <laughs> Do you think God came down and stopped the raptor? This is divine intervention, people. He would have said that when they found the eggs. Yeah. Divine intervention. Stop doing my black, my Samuel Blackson voice. Um, uh, I love John saying to the Terminator, you just can't kill people, you know? It's important when he's trying to say, you know, killing Dyson would stop the war. Yeah, but it wouldn't. All right. My favourite scene... We both scene, know that. We both know it wouldn't stop the war, of course. Um, my favourite scene of this entire movie... Which I didn't get how scary this was until I saw it in theaters. The fact that Sarah Connor has gotten to the point where she is going to murder someone, not because of anything he's done, but because of what he's going to do in the future. Yeah, she has is, literally become yes. the Terminator. That is the Terminator. Genius. And my joke's last comment is that if they made this in, in today, oh. if they made this in today, she would have had red eyes. <laughs> uh for a, for a moment, she would have had like. Well, she a, has the red, red dot. Eyes. That's another thing that's great because the Terminator, of course, has the laser sight in Terminator One, with the red yeah. dot that gets trained on Sarah, and it's also so genius that she doesn't look at Dyson's face when she's about to kill him, like she's going to shoot him in the back of the head, and then Danny um, runs the toy into him. The shot happens. Um, she's firing at him um, and she just goes full auto and is shooting in his office and the fact that his kids are home and that he's screaming at his wife to get the kids out of the house it's fucking terrifying this scene this like yeah. is so upsetting and, and the fact that you know she actually does shoot him in the leg and then like his son gets on top of him and is like no, don't no, hurt no, my the dad leg, on the, on the shoulder shoulder, shoulder. Yeah. and she's like don't hurt my dad and like she can't shoot him in front of his son and she comes down oh it's just great. It's it's so great. It's it's, yeah, it's an it unbelievably horrifying scene. Then beautifully sense. acted, beautifully acted by the kid and by the by Dyson's wife. Um, just oh, 
It's spectacular. And Linda Hamilton in that scene where she's just telling him to shut up and it's all his fault. And he's like, what? 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 What's my fault? And she realizes she's like, I have become the exact thing I'm terrified of. And then John comes to her. And I love that she's just in shock. And it takes like a minute for her to register that John's even there. Hmm. It's just great. It's a really wonderful portrayal of shock. I don't like this scene because she doesn't say, I've become the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just quotes Robert Oppenheimer. I have become death, the destroyer of worlds. Just to make it so on the Ooh. nose. Jesus. Um, and then we get the, one of the greatest uh, animatronics of all time, which is Arnold <laughs> cuts off his own arm. For that, something yes. really neat. Mm. Uh, G- John has the kid to go away. Danny, so we're going to go to your room like, now. We're going to go to your room, okay? Some of your room. Like, you show him he's compassionate and, and like, he knows what's up. He's not a fool. I don't know. I can see this guy as the leader of the resistance while Gabriella is, like... Totally, yeah. I'm going to keep hammering this point throughout this whole franchise. Are we going to do a one year later on Dark Fate? Or we're going to do it with Rise. the end of Genesis? We might just mention it. We might do Genesis yeah. and that together. Yeah. Um, because Dark Fate doesn't break the timeline, just hmm. ignores the timeline, which is weird. <laughs> I, I really also like that as soon as Dyson hears what is going to happen, he's completely on board. I love that there's yeah. not... I love that he's not the defensive... I love that there's not a scene when they're at Cyberdyne where he's like, no, I'm going to save my research. And he turns on them. Or he turns them in. I actually really... Because that that's something that you could easily do to ramp up the tension in the end, is that he's the one who presses the silent alarm. But they don't yeah. do that. And, and Dyson gets to actually... <laughs> and he pulls out a minigun and starts screaming, motherfucker, shouldn't... Uh... <laughs> he's not played by Samuel Jackson, Gabe. He can't pull it off. <laughs> How great would it be if Dennis Nedry actually, not Dennis, um, whatever Samuel Jackson's character is, was in both Arnold. Jurassic Park and this? Oh, he, yeah. oh my god, his name's Arnold! It's perfect! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. Um, then we get the Cyberdyne break-in, which is, you know, the greatest action scene ever put to film, except for the Road Warrior. Which scene like, in Road Warrior? The, last the, one, right? the final action scene! Oh my god! <laughs> Of course. It's like saying which... Yeah, fuck. Which scene in John Wick? The house scene, obviously. I think the greatest scene in John Wick is when he breaks the floor. No, 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 no. The greatest scene in John Wick is... People keep asking me if I'm back. Why well, I haven't really had an answer yet. But yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> um, did you see Gabe Newell interviewed about Half-Life Alex? Looking like a grand wizard from, like, the ancient times. Literally looking like the most hobo billionaire that's ever lived. <laughs> um, so, Half-Life Half Alex apparently is a reason to get VR. It's great, everyone's saying. Apparently it's because fucking it's, great. Apparently it's oh, a real game. <laughs> I've almost, I, um, I'm going to finish Doom Eternal tonight. I'm on the last mission. Oh yeah, how is it? Good. It's fucking great, man. It's a fucking great video game. But it's not um, as... I, I think Doom 1 is better in terms of pace, but Doom Eternal is a better game. I'm going to say I'll, it's a better game. I think I'll like Eternal better. You'll love Eternal. 
Um, if you've enjoyed Jedi Fallen Order, you'll love Eternal because it's got yeah, a lot pref- of the same uh, kind of things. I prefer th- games like that, Castlevania style. There's so many unlockables and so many like great secrets and um, hidden like areas. It's great. It's an amazing video game. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of the first Doom. I really like the first Doom. Um, what what can we say about this action scene that people haven't? I mean, one thing I want to say is that the minigun. Um, the minigun is literally the same prop as used in Predator, but they've fitted it with like this great chainsaw grip at the tro- at the top of it that Arnold holds that makes it look so badass. I mean, how many cars get destroyed in this scene? How many bullets? How many squeaks <sighs> are they firing? It's fucking insane. They must have spent a quarter of a budget on this scene. Oh, this this entire scene is like the most fifty of the hundred million dollars, don't you think? I mean, just the building that they blow up is huge. At least twenty-five million. Oh yeah, at least. Because I, I'm not gonna say the whole, whole hundred million were special effects, but at least fifty million were special effects, and I'll say at least half the effects are in this scene. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about the um, the brilliant uh, just attention to detail that happens in the scene with the SWAT guys breaking in. By the way, you know that the lead SWAT guy is played by Dean Norris, yeah. Yeah, I so noticed. Cool. So cool. Um, but the thing where they break in um, and Dyson immediately gets shot and Sarah gets into cover and Sarah does something that I wish more um, movies would do in terms of the attention to detail. Um, apparently there was like a real SWAT guy who coached her on all this stuff. But the fact that she puts the gun, she can't stick her head out because she'll get killed, right? And she can't run because she'll get shot. Yeah. But the fact that she puts the gun on the edge of the table and fires into the air to get the SWAT guys to take cover because they think there's returning fire and then she's able to move, it's so mm. clever. It's so genius. And, and I, wish really more movies paid, I wish more movies paid attention to stuff like that. There's a great um, bit in Hunters, which Becky and I have just been watching, where just in the background of a scene... Gotta watch uh, it. One of, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, One of the actors... Uh, I saw the first scene. I, I don't the want first. to be racist... The first scene's pretty first. fun, yeah. No, no, the first scene, the first episode. Yeah, yeah, the first episode's pretty fun. But um, the uh, there's a great... Well, it's in that episode, actually, where the Asian one... I, I don't want to be racist, but I just can't remember the actor's name. He's on, like, a car bonnet, just in the background of a shot, and he's doing a weapons press check, but it's a, it's a different kind of press check than you usually see in a movie. And I just love that, obviously, whatever weapons coach they had, because this guy's meant to be the, the guy who's good with guns, gave him a really advanced way to check his weapon. And the actor's mm. just doing that in the background of the scene. It just adds so much legitimacy. I love filmmakers paying attention to stuff like that because so often you see people handling guns in really dumb ways in movies that it yeah. really adds to it when you see them handling them properly and you're treating you know violence accurately. Attention to detail is really important. Well, Cameron is probably the greatest director ever at that. Yeah. Like just when... the detail put into the world of Avatar is just unbelievable. Yeah, he treats the world of Avatar the way he treats... Titanic. He literally Ta- treats it Titanic, like, I'm going to get like... everything authentic on this ship to what it looked like. And he does the exact same thing with Avatar, with a world that doesn't exist. Yeah, which is weird, but it's really it's really. You can great. totally see the evolution from the Abyss, even Terminator, to, to and Titanic to Avatar, with how he just ramps yeah. up the difficulty of his projects. And that's really what excites us about the sequels. 
is that this is a guy who has never made an easy choice as a director. And, and he can do whatever fuck he wants. Exactly, but what he, he doesn't wants need is to the make money. great fucking movies. Yeah, he doesn't need the money. Yeah, no, like absolutely that. not. And it's not the studio saying, you need to make Avatar 2. No. no I mean, he's, it's changed studios. That's how little, like, he really cares. I mean, when Fox got bought, do you know what he said about Disney owning Avatar now? Do you know what he said? What? Well, they've invested in the Disney theme park, so they've got more of an investment in Avatar at this point. That yeah. was his attitude. Like, I, I don't care. I literally am not going to let any of this stuff stop me. Yeah. Um, then we get the greatest kneecapping scene of all time, where, um, of course, the SWAT team fires gas into the hallway, which is great, and um, the Terminator is invulnerable to the gas, and he starts walking down the hallway, and you know how they did this, right? How? It's a life-size animatronic of Arnold that they're actually firing live rounds at. What? Are it's not serious? live rounds. I, I think it's partially squibs and it's partially like um, low caliber, like BB guns firing at him. But they're literally destroying yeah, BB guns, this. I get it. They're, they're literally destroying this animatic of Arnold. This an- animatronic of Arnold that is from the waist up, like a life scale animatronic. And you can yeah. see it being intercut, and it looks incredible. Because you've got squibs on Arnold's chest, you've got him blinking, and then you've got the animatronic, and you're intercutting it with the real Arnold, and it looks so good. It's just such a subtle yeah, effect of amazing. his face being chipped away by the squibs, but you totally buy it. And, and um, then a good uh, job on on his face compared so to the last movie. And then he just pulls out his pistol and just starts kneecapping all of them. Kneecapping, and then the final one, he, he the final one, he grabs the grenade launcher from. It's so great, and he just shoots that guy in the back. Oh <laughs> he's, god, it hurts! He's him with the grenades. Oh. Yeah, the gas grenades. So good. And then he goes outside and starts using the gas strategically. It's so clever. And of course, he um, he says the infamous, I'll be back, and he comes back with the SWAT van. Yeah. I think that I'll be back is fine. Oh, the one it's, I didn't it's, like it's totally was, justified. The one I didn't like was, uh, come with me if you want to leave. No, come with me if you want to leave. I think that's Oh, in the, in the, the asylum? Yeah, yeah. I kind of like it because he's mm. trying to convince Sarah and he knows Sarah's terrified of him. Yeah, but how does he know Kari said that? No, he doesn't, but it sounds like something someone could logically say. I know. Not our biggest fan of that one. All right. That's fair. Um, T-1000 hijacks the it's helicopter, not, which is it's just not Genesis, awesome. okay? It's I not love that Genesis. T-1000 literally just goes through a window on a motorcycle to hijack the helicopter. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I'm pretty sure they suspended just like a helicopter rig to shoot this. Because there's shots where it has the blades, there's shots where it probably doesn't have blades. It's just great. Just so... There's so many things in this movie where it's like, how the fuck did they do that? N- yeah, it's crazy. Um, it we feels got the expensive. Wonderful, and and, and um, one, a cinematographer I've worked with a lot, David Tang... He pointed out to me that the thing that's so great about the highway chase is they pass the cryo truck, they pass the the van, like the chicken van that they um, hijack. They literally pass the factory. You see all of the elements that are going to be in the finale in this highway chase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he they drive past the cryo truck way before the T-1000's helicopter crashes. But they, they pass through the factory? 
Yeah, well, they, the factory's in the background of the of the chase. Oh yeah, of course. They don't pass. They don't drive back to it. No, no, no. But they 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 drive into it. Yeah. Um, I love the, one of my favorite action bits of the whole movie is when um, Arnold is firing the grenade launcher. He drops the final grenade, which of course he later comes back for. And so That's what he my... does is he grabs his yeah. That's my favorite action bit. God damn it! You stole it from me. That he drops the grenade. No, 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 no. What are you gonna say? That he um, grabs the um, I think it's a Colt fifteen. He grabs the assault rifle, climbs into the back of the truck, climbs onto the cryo truck, and just from the hip sprays the T one thousand with like a thousand rounds of ammo. It's so it's, fucking cool. It's one of the best shots in the film, in my opinion. I'm pretty sure it's where um, mounting vehicles from Halo was inspired from. It's so <laughs> sick. It just looks it's so cool. So sick. It's so sick. Jesus. And then he pulls the truck. This is a, another great use of a miniature. They pull the truck to the side. The truck flips over. Um, Arnold surfs the truck into the factory. And it breaks open. And this is another thing that Cameron does so well in Terminator 1. He does it really well in Aliens. He kind of does it in Avatar. Um, which is the... You think the movie's over. No, nah, movie's not over. Where they shoot the T-1000. Ask the Vista, <laughs> baby. He does it in, um, in Titanic, of course. Yeah, yeah, where you think um, the movie's over when the ship sinks, and then, no, all those people drowning to death. Fucking awful. No, the joke was it last time, how the ship oh, comes yeah. back to eat them. Oh, yeah, of course. It's yours the revenge. It's like... And um, it's it's sailing towards Rose, and Rose has got the um, got the rifle, the, the handgun from the fucking... <laughs> the guy, and... Um, and the Titanic's coming towards her and she sees another iceberg that's got like this little plinth of ice that could fall perfectly on the Titanic and she goes my heart will go on you son of a bitch and fires into the iceberg and it lands on the Titanic and destroys it finally what a weird ending no wonder the movie what a weird ending for a romance what a weird ending for a romance have you seen the ending they cut where like Bill Paxton sees her throat it's so bad Holy shit! It's such a terrible ending. Yeah, it it's it's an amazing. It's it's amazing. It's a great that they cut it out because it's, it's so, so good bad. that they cut it out. Holy shit! It literally almost would have ruined the movie. Okay, one thing I like about this, oh, yes. we defeated the bad guy, but really, is that you see it coming. Oh, totally. The guy just got frozen, and they bit him. It's like. Oh my god! And here's the thing: is that I didn't watch this movie for a long time, and yeah. then I kept hearing the joke of "Sayonara, baby." Well, yeah, no, hasta la vista, baby. In Spanish, line. in Spanish is "Sayonara, baby," because <laughs> um, hasta la vista. It's Spanish, right? So uh, hasta la vista, baby. And I thought that was when they he defeated him, right? Because that's a famous line. Yeah. And I was like. Then you see the fire, and he just got frozen. So it's like, of course, you know what's going to happen. It's not like it's trying to trick you into he actually goes back. Not really, back. yeah. Yeah, it's true. You see it coming, which is nice. And then nice. we get, you know, this amazing final action scene. Um, and and I, the, I, liquid, the, the liquid thing, Yeah. that's practical. That's not CGI or anything. Oh, yeah, it's it's literally, do you know how they did it? It's um, the, mel- the, the water on the ground. The water on the it's, ground, yeah? It's mercury? It's mercury with a hairdryer, and they've just reversed it. Yeah. yeah. So simple. 
Um, and I love just the fight where they're smashing each other around and he starts ramming that fucking thing into Arnold's head. It's a great fight. I mean, it's so good. I, 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 just, I, I think... just love when, when he pulls the stick through his body. Yes. And you get that dummy. What do, you think of, what do you think of alternate power required? Because it's one thing that I still kind of have mixed feelings about. Wait, what? When he has his backup power that activates. To me, it seems a little bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, they want to have the tease of that him he's dead and then he's not. Alternate power, yeah. yeah um, but then we get... Th- this is literally the epitome of what... Also, something else I have to point out because it changes in the next movie. Do you realise the brilliant thing about Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 with how in both movies the Terminator never ever gets a chance to touch the person it's hunting? Oh, interesting. Did you notice that? No. Whereas in Terminator 3, 4, and 5, and Dark Fate, they pick <laughs> up... They, they're throwing them all over the place. It's such a it's such a cliche of action movies that, like, the guy who wants to kill the other person will pick them up and throw them far away from them. And the reason it sucks is because you could just kill them. And that's why the Terminator doesn't get to touch John and doesn't get to touch Sarah... I mean, it does touch Sarah, but it tortures her, and then the Terminator saves her. He's choking her at the end. He, he stabs her in the he stabs her in the um, shoulder. And well, he's choking Sarah at the end, no, at the very of this end. This movie. No, in the last one. In the last one, yeah. Terrible. Um, I love when she's got the spaz twelve and she fires round, 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 round. She gets him right to the edge. You're like, fuck yeah, 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 and then guns empty. And it's such a great all is lost moment. Oh, we didn't talk about the actual twin. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So the T one thousand approaches John, and John realizes because of the uh, the feet. But the T one thousand in front that looks like Sarah is Linda Hamilton, and in the background, Linda Hamilton's twin sister steps in playing Sarah. Yeah. So clever. So clever. What a coincidence! It's like oh. Um, that, that is then pretty amazing. Arnold comes up with the Arnold comes up with the GP twenty five grenade launcher, fires the final round. We get the amazing puppet of the T one thousand split in half, and he tumbles into the lava. And yeah. it's um, it's great. It's just great. Something I want to point out. Something yeah. bad about this film. Yes. The T one thousand is too confident. Yes. Because he there's so many scenes that he just he keeps has getting emotions. shot at. Yeah. He keeps getting shot at. And he doesn't do anything. Yes. Because he's so confident he is indestructible. Yes. Right? And I just find it funny that every time they fight him, they just keep shooting him constantly. It happens like four times in the films. That's it. <laughs> no, 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 it's true. It's very true. I mean, a, a big problem I have with this film, which is because it's a sequel, stuff needs to change. But you know how in the first movie they said that um, only things with living tissue can go through the portal? <laughs> so unless the T-1000 right. is enclosed in a bag of like animal guts how the fuck is he using the teleporter no well no he's, uh, he's able to recreate tissue right yeah he's, he's able to recreate metal he's able to recreate things he's not able to recreate complete uh, complicated machines mm. that's the thing or complicated things. So he doesn't become a real human being, but he is able to replicate uh, skin tissue. I thought that was the point. 
mate, um, breaking news. Alejandro Gonzalez Inuitu is planning his next film with Bradford Young as his DOP. Okay. What the fuck? Why? Why not, <laughs> why not Chibo? I don't Chibo. know. Oh, no. Did we know anything about it? What does it say? Oh, I have no idea. Damn it. Oh, no. Emmanuel Lebeski is shooting David O. Russell's next film. Ugh. What's that yeah. meant to be? What's, the, what's <laughs> David O. Russell's next film? Oh, actually, it's got a crazy good cast. It's got um, Christian Bale, Michael B. Jordan, Margot Robbie. Who's shooting Tenet? Oh, um, Hoyt Van Hoytema. Because that's my movie of the year. That's oh, the movie mate, I'm like, Hoyt, yeah. Mate, I literally got so sad not... thinking that if this virus goes on long enough, you and I might not be able to see Tenet together. But they're going to delay Tenet. Oh, they'll have to, right? Right. There's yeah. no way Nolan will let them release it digitally instead. There's no way. <laughs> no. No, Nolan will, like, threaten Do you know how them. depressed he'll be not to have his July week? Yeah. You know You know what I think will happen? I think Tenet will be the first global movie that we all go and see after the virus. And I think it's actually increased its chances of fucking being the biggest movie of the year. Yeah, I think, I think this is going to go to July. It might do. We, we, we may well not have a vaccine for like another six months. That's everybody's estimate. Six months? Six months I'm minimum. Fucking serious. What? Yeah, six months minimum. That's like very likely. Um, the Terminator, of course, has to sacrifice himself. It's a great scene. It's I not, don't... And, and you know what? He doesn't yeah. have to sacrifice himself for the emotional bit. He has to sacrifice himself because it makes sense in the story. Yes, completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Terminator 2. Fucking perfect sequel. Something great when um, Tem- uh, Arnold is talking to John about yeah. now I know why you cry. The shot is placed in a way that you can only see his human side. Mm. And I thought that was pretty neat. This is like, oh... He became a bit of a human in one day. Imagine yeah. if he stayed forever. He could have become a human. He could have become human. Carl. Yeah. So then. God, okay. fucking Carl. And then we have the great thumbs up. Something, something about... um. A lot of people don't like the thumbs up. It's cute. I like it's it. It's cute. Tim Miller's it not fits. a fan of it. Linda Hamilton's not a fan of it. I think James Cameron knows better than Linda Hamilton or... James Cameron definitely won in the alimony against Linda Hamilton. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So, do you notice something off about the ending? No. Something they'll leave behind. Tell me. Okay, so the whole point of the ending, to sacrifice, yeah. is that they need to destroy every bit of the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at Arnold before he gets destroyed. Oh, he's like totally fucked up. Right? Yeah. What about his arm? No, no he's he got to cut his, off his they arm. They throw it in. They throw it in, don't they? No, no, that's the arm from the last movie. Oh! Terminator. Oh, dude. They didn't go back to pick up the arm that he just be. got, got you, off. You could assume so, but it would be funny if Terminator 3, like, they found another arm and they built from that. I thought that was it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Is that it? In Terminator 3? No, in no, Terminator no, no, 3, no, no, they, you can't stop it. Terminator 3's Judgment Day is inevitable. It's the whole message of the movie. Uh, so hopeful 
humans are fucked. Yeah, it's a Fuck very nihil- it's a very nihilistic movie, and I kind of respect that about it. I guess. What has Jonathan Mosto done since that? I mean, I should look this up next week, but yeah, Terminator yeah. Two, fucking great movie. Amazing movie. Any other thoughts to sign us off? Uh, yeah, no. Do you want to do recommendations again? Yeah, I've got, you... a, I've, I've got a couple. Um, I'm just watching what? Black Monday Season 2, which is great. Okay. Is that Black Black Mirror? <laughs> no. Black Monday is a great comedy show. Uh, currently on Stan if you're in Australia or Showtime if you're around the world. Um, what else is good? What are yours? So I, I had a funny story. I was... I had Netflix open for some reason, right? And I was a bit bored. I wasn't planning to watch anything on Netflix. Right. And then I hit it on my computer. And you know how Netflix sometimes autoplays things? Yes. And I hate it. I hate that it does that. It autoplayed a scene from Kingdom, uh-huh. right? And I was like, oh, God, stop it, please. And then I saw the zombies. And I was like, oh, that's right. This, this is the show that Baron told me about. And I watched it. I watched the whole thing. How good is Kingdom? It's really good. Uh, it's yeah. a bit of... Um, I'm not going to say it's revolutionary or anything. No, no, no. Like, when I saw it's The great. Boys, I thought The Boys is a great subversion of oh, superheroes. Oh, dude, the idea of an ancient Korean zombie film, a zombie series, is just fucking awesome. That's the whole like, reason to watch how, it. I just how, think... How many things have you seen with zombies in, like, ancient Asia? Nothing. That's why yeah, it's so exactly. great. It's fucking and great. It's, and it's really well done. I think my problem with it... The production is the, design, right? The production design is amazing. The problem with it is the characters. Uh, yeah, they're all they're very too they're perfect. Very yes. They're all too perfect. and not. They don't have flaws. I kept thinking, what is well, the, the main doctor's guy, flaws? The main guy definitely has a problem with that. And the main guy is like selfless. I'm like, ah, oh, I won't be king because I want to keep peace. And it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. You've got that's to... what that's what my favorite character is the is um, the, is the guy show. that um yeah is the guy that uh is in love with the doctor. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, because he's he I haven't only I haven't cares actually finished himself. season one yet. I have to still finish it because season two has come out, so I'm catching. I, I might have spoiled a bunch of things then. That's fine. Don't worry. But um, you've watched a show that I um, really want to watch and haven't watched yet, which is Years and Years. First episode. Mwah. Mwah. Man, I've got to watch it. Mwah. Have you only watched the first? No, I've seen the whole thing. Yeah, But great. the first episode, sh- I was Incredible. shocked by it. Yeah. Uh, Fuck, and then And then it never, reached that, it never reaches that peak again. Mm, right. Which is a bit of a shame. But, I'll watch it. I might watch it tonight. That's um, sick. And another thing. Yeah. You know me and my endings... Yes. I was going to talk about the ending of Kingdom Season 2, but I can't. No, no, no. Wait for me to finish it. All right. My endings, uh, like I have problems with endings when they're like underwhelming. Years and years, underwhelming ending. Damn it. Because it feels like it's setting up a Season 2. But it's not. And, then, and they said, no, it's not. Not at all. Well, that and was I'm Terminator like, 2, mm, man. which um, has a perfect ending. Yeah. Should then, not have made then, any more of them. And they never made another sequel, did yep. they? The rights went to another company, and they decided to make another one. 
And Arnold Schwarzenegger got the greatest fucking payout in Hollywood history. I think until Danny Jr. maybe. But I'll talk about that next week. Oh, my God. 10 minutes of three. I haven't seen this in so long. Yeah, same. I remember the CG is fucking terrible. That's all I remember. I remember the scene when he's in the cemetery with Sarah Connor's coffin and it's full of weapons. Yeah. Sarah Connor dies on it. Spoilers. Yeah, off screen. Off screen. Because because they didn't want to have Linda Hamilton. No, Linda Hamilton didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because she was burned by James Cameron. Yeah, so they killed her off. I, I think that's the worst way to do something like that. By far, by far. To kill off a character like that. It's better to just be like, oh, she's not here. She's in Europe. That's it. Well, that's what Dark Knight <laughs> Rises does, yeah. It's just not acknowledged. With who? With Joker. Joker, yeah. They don't say, oh, Joker died. Why? There's no point to it. Somebody had an idea for how to fix that, but I, I think it's fine. All right, mate, that fine. was Terminator 2. What a great fucking movie yes tune in next week for the rise of the machines hey we should have called this our cinematic universe rise of the sky machines um road to the machines road to the rise <laughs> of the machines that i forgot that terminator 3 is called rise of the machines yes yeah, I, I also forgot that until right now <laughs> what is the salvation in terminator salvation John Connor is the salvation. Mm, yeah, but he's already kind of the hero. Anyway. What is the Genesis in Genesis? <laughs> I'm just it, it's, the, it's the app. It's the, remember, it's an app. Oh my God, that's right. It's not, it's not the fact that they go back and save Sarah when she's a child. Yeah. Which is Genesis. No, it's no, the no, app. No, no, it's not Genesis. <laughs> it's Genesis. you got to say it properly. Genesis. Genesis. That was our cinematic universe... A broken timeline. The broken timeline. Episode two, Terminator two, the Day of Judgment itself. I have dinner. Go on, have dinner. (laughs) Stay safe. Don't get coronavirus. Good night. Night.